Hey everybody, welcome to Respawn and Fire, Kick-Ass Reverend Gimme Podcast from Apple Idiots. I'm your host, Adam. We're going to talk about Eddie Murphy in a second, Gumbert. Oh. <laughs> Today we have with us Chad. He likes a good Gouda cheese, Michael Ennis. I am so curious at whatever Alex is about to say. I don't want to build it up and make it bigger than it already feels like it is, but this man has something brilliant he's about to spew. <sighs> I hope I don't disappoint anyone. Excuse me, I haven't introduced you. And also we have with us Alex. He's got something big to talk about once I introduce him. Cozina. <laughs> Before the podcast went live, we brought up the seminal Eddie Murphy movie, uh, The Nutty Professor. That is correct. And I was like, I've seen that movie. Not only have I seen that movie, I've seen the sequel. And in my mind, I was like, is the sequel called The Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps? And I was like, <laughs> no, it can't be called that. <laughs> Lo and behold, it's called Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, that movie, that, mo that movie culminates in him having to drink from a magic water fountain to recover his DNA strands because a man that had like a bunch of dog-like qualities like evaporated into the fountain at the end. <laughs> that is all true. I'm not two making is, that up. Two is very weird. Oh, freaking <laughs> buddy love, y'all. Buddy love. Oh, my God. Um, and I will say, was that the thing, Alex? Just the name of the movie was called The Clumps. <laughs> yes, That's what got okay. you. The Clumps. Okay. Cool, they don't cool. make they don't make comedies like that anymore. <laughs> They're not <laughs> like, right. oh man, Zach McCracken and the Dumps. They all yep. go to a a Red Lobster. What's going to happen next? <laughs> Yep. You know what's so funny? The only time that they made a movie like that was a joke movie Jack Black was in in Tropic Thunder. That's the only time That's I've right. ever seen someone do it. Oh, yeah, the parties. That's right. Parties. Stupid. Twitch.tv slash It's normally Sunday evenings at 8.30. YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you have Hulu, I suggest watching The PJs, which is an Eddie Murphy TV show, Claymation, wow. that he made in the early 2000s. Very funny. Oh, shit. Claymation? Um, yeah, before Shrek. So this is his first voice acting gig that I can remember. Upcoming oh, on today's show, we've got a little bit of uh, showcase news to talk about. Everyone's like an Alan Wake. Yep, buddy, we're here. But first, Chad, I did it just for you because I wanted to know your thoughts on this main quest, this first thing we're talking about. Woof. Some bad news. Hopefully there's good sprinkled in one day. I don't know. We'll see. Dun Dungey. I'm just thinking of the dumps or the farties or whatever. I, I do want to say, for the record, for the record, I hope that me leading with uh, my big expose on the clumps didn't elevate the mood of this podcast too much, because obviously what we're about to talk about is very sad, not just personally for us, but also for everyone affected. And yeah, I mean, I guess we should get right into it. Okay, everyone stop make... smiling. Stop smiling. No, we should make fart jokes the entire time. Uh, Bungie has some delays and more. Tom Ivan from Video Games Chronicle. Bungie's reportedly delayed Destiny 2's upcoming expansion as well as his next full game, Marathon. Destiny 2 The Final Shape expansion was announced in August when it was given a February 27th, uh, 2024 release date. However, according to Bloomberg sources, the expansion was recently delayed until next June, pushing out of the parent company Sony's uh, current uh, fiscal year. Uh, Bungie's next full game, Marathon, was announced in May for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. While launch window wasn't confirmed, Bloomberg sources claim that the sci-fi PvP extraction shooter has been delayed to 2025, suggesting it was previously targeting uh, 2024. 
The report coincides with the news that Bungie's become the latest PlayStation Studios to be hit with layoffs. Bungie CEO Pete Patter, uh, Pete Parsons has addressed uh, today's news in a public statement. Today is a sad day at Bungie as we say goodbye to colleagues who have made a significant impact on our studio, he said. Um, what these exceptional individuals have contributed to our games and Bungie culture have uh, been enormous and will continue to be part of Bungie long into the future. Now, this one happened recently as of recording. Um, and again, another... Here we go. Another story about people, you know, cutting down their workforce, people getting laid off. But it has a little more uh, impact because it's Chad's literal only game he, video game he plays ever. <laughs> so I was wondering what you wanted. Again, of course, layoffs help people find their way. It sucks that people have to get laid off. But I put it in here more of like what what's going on with this delays of these other games. Like I know the, the boys were all very excited for Final Shape and now things are all askew. Yeah, it's they're kind of I feel like entangled. We haven't heard an official PR thing from Bungie. We just had that one tweet from the CEO. God, cozy. I, that's what I thought it was. Cozy left the screen for a moment. And I just I needed I, I needed to get it out of my system because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to laugh through all of it when you got into the really sure. sad stuff. That was very classy of you. Thank you. Um, and it, so, yeah, I feel like it's all very much tied together. I feel like the delays are probably a result of the layoffs. And it seems like the layoffs are a result of some financial freakout happening at PlayStation. We saw several weeks ago the contractors being let go from Naughty Dog and the cancellation or pausing of the, the Last of Us multiplayer game. We've seen some layoffs hit Media Molecule recently. We just are now seeing this come for Bungie. What surprised me most was that Bungie, I felt, was like they had the most job security because PlayStation has announced, hey, we want 12 live service games. We are hiring Bungie because of their live service um, expertise and their ability to come and coach us and, and make sure that what we're launching is really successful. So I assumed that everyone at Bungie was safe. But no, it seems like this is yet another way for PlayStation to cut some costs. Yeah. And, and another way is, you know, we saw that increase in PlayStation Plus prices, like an astronomical amount in PlayStation Plus uh, increases without any extra value delivered. So um, that seems really shitty and unfortunate. And my assumption is that the delays to the final shape in Marathon, <laughs> while they seem like they were announced internally, according to Bloomberg, like recently they still have not even acknowledged those delays publicly. So as far as the official Bungie announcement, February 27th is still the release date of the final shape, but I guarantee you by tomorrow we'll probably hear something. But um, yeah, my my assumption is leadership got this this memorandum, this memo from, from PlayStation saying, hey, we need to cut costs, figure out where you can. And they were like, well, we can't deliver this game on time if we don't have the full staff. And if we don't... and if we don't have the full staff, we're going to need to push to June. And so that's probably the announcement that came to the employees first before they dropped the hammer and said, hey, by the way, you don't have a job anymore. Um, which sucks. And it, the Destiny is one of those games, too, that has a roadmap. Like in August, they showed their roadmap. Final Shape is coming the 27th. We have then nine more months of different chapters uh, replacing our seasonal model coming out with all these different extra guns and releases and supers and these kinds of things. Um, so this sets back all of that. So, the, uh, uh, 
sorry, real quick, I was going to yeah. ask, jumping off of that exact point, is somebody who's been enmeshed in the Destiny community for a while, are there any other notable examples that come to mind where Destiny was planning on putting out a big new expansion or a big new content update and it had to get like such a major delay as what we're seeing here? There have been a couple. I feel like um, Beyond Light was one that got pushed. And so that was pushed. It was supposed to come out, I believe, in February. It ended up coming out in November. Witch Queen was supposed to be November and then ended up being February again. But I think the difference there is that they knew those were going to happen ahead of time. Like they they had announced, hey, here's our plan and here's our roadmap. But several months in advance, they knew, all right, we were going to make sure we were going to push these things. They were able to plan the season around it. In fact, when Witch Queen was um, later than expected, they were like, don't worry, we're going to have one season of this game. You know, there was only supposed to be this year, one more season, one three month long season. But uh, when they had to do that last year, two years ago, yeah, two years ago, when they had to do that two years ago, they're like, listen, you're going to have one extra long season. It's going to be like six months long. But there's also this 30th anniversary content and we're introducing dares of eternity and we're introducing a brand new dungeon and we're introducing all this stuff to kind of fill that void while you're waiting for witch queen and this feels like it is so sudden and unexpected that i have no idea what's going to happen between february and june for destiny and as far as story content as far as like there's a that's a raid was supposed to be released in there. A new dungeon was supposed to be. That's huge content pieces that are now being delayed until the summer at the earliest. And I don't like if if what they are freaking out about is the fact that it might be losing money or it's not making as much money as it was. I don't think having six months of emptiness where nothing is going on in the game is going to claw any of that money back. So I, I'm very interested to see kind of the, the PR response to this from Bungie like who was let go? We know from Twitter and a couple people on Twitter just vocally saying, hey, I lost my job. It seems to be some communications people, some community people, some art people. Um, what their mitigation plan is, what their um, what their strategy is going for. Like, it, I'm, I'm just very interested to see how how Bungie spins this and and how they justify the layoffs and what they're doing going forward, which, of course, right now we know zero about. It was wild. I thought they were bulletproof, but it turns out yeah. they're not. Especially considering, again, going back to what you were talking about earlier, there have not been any major. There's not been any major discontent. No major like cancel or fail projects the way that we saw with like someone like Naughty Dog as of recent. Like they were working on both, you know, and acclaim. Well, acclaimed is a little bit of a weird way of putting it because it's not out yet. But what is likely to be a very high quality. Uh, upcoming expansion to Destiny 2 and Marathon, which definitely was like one of the standout titles of the last PlayStation showcase. And so you, you would think that they'd be immune to it, as you said, but apparently not. There was also a poorly aged tweet going around today uh, from oh, 18 no. months ago, February 2022, uh, when they were getting acquired by PlayStation. There was a tweet that went out PlayStation's acquisition of us will not result in any layoffs or <laughs> restructuring at Bungie. Uh, granted, mm. lots of things changed in 18 months. The economy went to shit. A huge amount of the tech sector got laid off earlier this year. And so, uh, yeah, anything changes in 18 months, but that's just like poorly aged things. That sucks. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how this affects everything else, because like you said, with them supposed to be helping out with so much. 
also wonder how this affects stuff. those 12 live service games yeah. that Sony's developing. Well, we already yeah, know how it that. affected Sony, uh, Last of Us. Yeah, that's true. But again, we also, yeah, we'll figure out more. This is very much like this happened a couple hours ago, but we'll know more of like who it was and what's going to go on in the future. But sucks for them. And yeah, we'll see what happens uh, going forward. Uh, were you, are you guys going to play Marathon, by the way? Just aside. I'll probably try it because out. it was Bungie. Yeah. 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 If that's probably not. Yeah. PvP is not play, my, is usually, we'll see a little bit differently in, in playtime, but usually it's not my jam. So yeah. I, I would try it out because it's Bungie, but that's probably it. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, moving on to playtime. Playtime, we're talking about playtime. What do we have here? Uh, I'm going to start with, I'll start with Chad first. Because me and Alex have the exact same thing, so that's nothing okay, interesting. Okay. So, uh, first, saw Five Nights at Freddy last night. Five Ooh. Nights at Freddy's. Sorry, possessive. Um, you know what, y'all? If you go into that movie with really low expectations, you'll leave kind of surprised. Hell it yeah! Was, yeah, yeah. I was. I left that going. Huh. You know what? Maybe I will go play this series of games that eight-year-olds love fucking watching on YouTube and having nightmares about. And so, um, yeah, not not too bad. It's not like the recent PlayStation Studios level quality stuff. But you know what? It's pretty Talk good. Talk about Uncharted? <laughs> <laughs> I would say even Uncharted was better than this one. But uh, it's not I think it's like also a horror greater. movie made for like 10 to 13 year olds, though. It is, exactly. And because of that, it is also PG-13 and will not show gore or anything like that. Well, I think that's probably for the best, because if they had shown the results of some of the things that these these animatronics were doing to these people, ooh, ooh. Uh, By yeah, the way, so, yeah. it is on Peacock for anyone who doesn't want to go to a movie it's theater. It's already streaming on Peacock? It was day and day. Yeah. I think Peacock's been putting all their horror movies day and day. They did okay. it with Halloween, the last two Halloween movies. So, uh, yeah. It is officially Bloomhouse's largest opening ever. Did very so, good. So, yeah. yeah. Good for them. Get I mean, an incredible, an incredible effort from a series that is like barely ten years old, and like had such a weird start. Of it was this creator that had done like a lot of three D animation work in the nineties, made some not very good games on Steam where people criticized him, saying, "Man, your three D characters look really scary." And then that made him go, "Well, what if I intentionally tried to make a scary game?" And the rest is history. You know what I also heard. That's the same guy who did animation for Nutty Professor Two. The class. <laughs> don't don't start. I don't want I don't want to laugh through the, the next tragic news story on this list. Oh, I don't think we have any. We're good. Uh, um, but you know, I, with you, if you got especially like a anyone who's up for a fun time, it's it's definitely cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like to the like negative grumpy Chad thing, and then I'll finish off with some fun happy Chad things. So I'm going to, for the viewers on YouTube, I'm going to put a screenshot up on the screen right now. And Alex and Cozy, you are both oh, no. the same person. Alex and Adam, <laughs> you can look at it in the Discord. I got to play, because it came out finally on iPhone and iPad, um, Resident Evil Village. Ooh. And so I played it on iPhone and on iPad. And this is um, literally a zero out of ten right now for me. Because it was wow. literally unplayable, but uh, I just I, I I was so excited about it because this is again for those who are unfamiliar this is like the game is running locally on the device it is not a cloud version you're not streaming it like this is a game on the device it is um, 
I think I had read somewhere like it is the PlayStation version of Resident Evil Village, but on iPhone. And then, of course, you have so many options on display settings in the game. So as you can see in the screenshot here, there's there's a ton of shit like ambient occlusion. There's the quality of the mesh, the texture quality. There's this. And of course, with all of these like texture quality is like low, medium, high 0.5 gigabytes, high 0.75 gigabytes, high one gigabyte, high two gigabytes, high three, all the way to like high eight. I was like, I don't know what the fuck any of this is doing to anything. Uh, and there's a, there's a bunch of other shit. There's like this metal upscaling, which I assume is similar to DLSS. And you can turn that on or off. And then you can have this other image quality slider that goes up and, and it shows you on the screen while you're doing it a bunch of different like bars and like all right as you tweak these settings this is making your processing load go up this is making your image quality go up your lighting quality is going to go down and your graphics memory you're like you have almost six gigs of graphics memory to play with and you're eating up another point two by turning on that option and so i finally feel like i know what it's like to be a pc gamer now and go in and have all of these settings that are super overwhelming and i don't know what many of the acronyms mean like under ambient occlusion it gives me fidelity fx cacao I don't know mm -hmm. what the fuck that means, but there are two that's other ambient occlusion options too. That's your graphics. That's your graphics uh, option. Is that like a graphics card that's built into the iPhone? Fidelity FS. I don't know. And I Sounds don't know like what cacao it. means. But there were two other options in there with equally cryptic <laughs> names that I didn't know what they were. How they uh, <laughs> did anything. Um, so yeah, I know what it's like to be a PC gamer, and I and I hated it, and I hated it because these obviously had some kind of effect on performance in my game to the point where the game was literally unplayable. And I was, as I was tweaking some of these on my iPad, I would tweak them and turn them up or down. And in fact, I got to the like image quality one where I could choose anywhere from 0.5 all the way up to 2.0 in terms of like image quality. I was like, oh, let me see what 1.8 looks like. Let me see what 1.9 looks like. Let me see what two point game crashes. I'm like, well, fuck. I go in there, tweak some more, hit start, watch the opening cinematic game crashes. On iPhone, I never made it past the opening cinematic. Oh, no. I watched that fucking story 20 times last night. And this was after, of course, the whole journey starts with a notification saying, hey, Resident Evil pre-order is ready for you to download because there's free to play for like the first chapter. And then you can choose to buy the expansion. You can choose to buy the rest of the game. It's like I think it's like 16 bucks or something like that on sale right now. But then eventually, depending on what part you buy, but then eventually it's going to go up to like a full price game. Um, so I got that notification, downloaded the 1.75 gig app. I was, wow, this is really, you know, kind of small. I get into it before you can do anything. Incredibly tiny text on your phone says you have to download another 7.9 gigabytes of information. I was like, fine, cool. Hit download. It says, do not close this app. Okay. And I waited 22 minutes looking at that loading bar, which moved maybe 3% over the 22 minutes. And mind you, it downloaded 1.7 gigs in 10 seconds. 22 minutes later, nowhere on this app. So I uninstalled the app, reinstalled it, hit the same thing. Uninstalled the app, reinstalled it, hit the same thing. Force quit it, it had moved like 10%. I was like, oh shit. Waited a little bit, force quit it again, it moved up like 30%. Waited and continued doing that. Anyway, I had the same problem on iPad. Eventually though, on iPad, I was able to get it to work. But the shitty thing about it is just like, it is the absolute worst way to play a game. I finally did actually get into the game and started playing the opening level on iPad. 
but as you're seeing on the screen here, the layout, the button layout on the screen, you can see it's adopting the Xbox, you know, bumpers and the Xbox X, Y, A, B with the options or whatever the three lines button is and the overlapping screens. But hamburger and two picture frames. We talked about yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> it controls horribly. It is impossible. You know, you can't you can't click down the left thumbstick, quote unquote, to run while also holding the left thumbstick forward to run. Yeah, you have to have extra fingers. To, yeah. to aim and shoot. And it is it is an absolute, absolutely horrific way to play the game, let alone just the amount of the screen that these are laid over top. Like you're looking at the display settings right now if you're watching on YouTube, and I can't read half the shit on the screen because of the overlay this... of the controller. This overlay that you're showing us is absolutely terrible, and I'm not making any excuses for it, but I do want to know, could you pair a controller to your phone via Bluetooth and play it that way? Yes, you can. So that's apparently, okay. I did not do that to this game because that's... Yes, you should. Uh, you should. Yeah, you are going <laughs> to say this I'm game It seems like the only way to play it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, that is the number one only way that I would suggest you do this, because you can pair it just over Bluetooth, and you can hook your iPhone up to a monitor now because they have iPhone support the US mm -hmm. or monitor support the USB C, so you can hook it up to a 4K monitor at 60 frames a second. You can hook it up to your TV. Um, the device itself actually, this is only on 15 Pro and Pro Max because of the the chip that's in it, or any iPads that are running like technically the Mac chips, like the M1 or the M2. So it's like mm -hmm. the most recent iPads. But I'm I when I did get it running on iPad, I was incredibly impressed that the max resolution of the screen of the iPad that it could go up to was like somewhere under 4K. It was definitely above 1440p by quite a, a lot, but under 4K just because the screen resolution. But you can go up to 120 frames per second. You can do all of these different lighting and, and, and bloom and occlusion and all these different effects. And it looks honestly stunning. Like I was like, I don't remember exactly what it looked like on my PS5 when I played it, it at launch several years ago. But holy shit, I was I was impressed as hell that that was running on an iPad. Um, but yeah, don't play it on the phone with the overlay. Play it if you yeah. have like that backbone that they now have a USB-C PlayStation version of that backbone that um, is basically the two grips that you just put on the side of your phone. That's a great way to play this, I guess. Uh, pair a Bluetooth controller with it and maybe get one of those things that sits on top of the controller and holds your phone, I guess. I was looking up other people because I was curious, like, does this work? Am I, is anyone else having trouble with this? And apparently some YouTubers got review codes like four days ago. And they were running it fine, I guess. But all of them were doing tests with like, oh, let's let's try it out with this phone. And it's just such a small screen. The text is not optimized for the size of the display. It is hard as shit to read it. The experience is not, like, you open it up and the very first thing when it says, like, hey, you have to download more information and there's the button that says close the app and then there's the option right above it to say begin download. And obviously I'm using a touchscreen device and my instinct is, all right, let me tap on start download, but nothing happens. And so I have to go and use the, the virtual D-pad to move my cursor up to then hit A on the virtual D-pad. It's, it's, it's just not optimized for a touchscreen of that size, which sucks. Uh, yeah. But still, very impressive, the capability that it's able to pull off on a device that fits in your pocket. It's wild. But so it, while this is feels... not like... So, okay. I'm so sorry, my last like sentence to wrap up. While this is very impressive, the fact that it is on there, and we might see some revolution, who knows, of like full-ass games coming to 
your phone and iPad and maybe even Apple TV in the future, if that thing is powerful enough, like I don't right now think that this is the way you should experience those games. Although they do, unlike Nintendo Switch, which, you know, the Switch versions are all cloud versions and shitty anyway, but these do have achievements built in into the, uh, um, not Xbox achievements, but achievements in the uh, Game Center, the Apple Game Center. Yeah. But yeah, had a bad time with it. It's really weird. Like, it's cool because looking at this, it seems like they just were like, hey, can we get a version working on it? Yes. Don't do anything else. Like, it should pop up like, hey, it's best, you know, best experienced with a controller or like, you know, because yeah. there are multiple options out there. I don't know if they're, they want to advertise one, be like best experienced with a, a controller. So be like, oh, yes, I should get a controller because this does make sense. And the settings, I know you try to make a joke about PC, but it's really not that hard on PC. Like, literally, whenever I get a game, there's a button where it's just, like, uh, recommended for my PC. And it's like, I click on it, it's like, ultra, don't, and I'm done, and I'm good. It should just be, like, easy settings, like, low, were, medium, and high. At like, the very top, just there were everything. four presets. Like, I could go with recommended, mm -hmm. prefer performance, prefer quality, or balance. Okay, so it was there. So, like, there were presets that I could go to, but I was like... Let me get, a lot of them defaulted to 720p. And I was like, I know the screen can go way higher than that. Like, it's it's a higher than 1440p screen. I know this can go mm -hmm. way higher than that. And so I was like, well, let me push that up. And then, oh, while I'm here, of course I want better textures. Yeah, let me push that up. Yeah. It just so. seems those are a lot of settings as if you had a PC, which allows you to mess around and you have DLSS and stuff to, like, offset if you don't have enough power in a graphics card or something like that. Yeah. It's just weird for those options to be so detailed and available on a device that is not that detailed <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying like it's you you have an iphone 15 like it is what it is why do i have all these options as if i had a pc which is just weird yeah but uh that's cool again i i bet it's just like a first hey let's just try this and like not put a bunch of effort into it it looks like to me but it is cool that it actually works because i think like yeah. in the future people will be like hey use a controller or hey we figured it out how to not have it look like shit or not have it you know be weird with touchscreen and shit. Because that, that touchscreen looks like when they first did touchscreen like 10 years ago. Yeah, it's horrific. And they're like the little, you know, virtual buttons. But it's I think it's probably more interesting in the future. But that is an interesting way to start it out. Yep. <laughs> By doing this one first. There is technically, they're bringing Resident Evil 4 remake to it as well. Coming, I guess, they, I think they said sometime before the end of the year. So that's another thing to look forward to. But what I really don't want to happen is like... I feel like this is the this is the EA model that used to happen with Switch or or most underpowered consoles where they're like we're not going to support new consoles because when they do our games never sell on them but they never sell on them because when they do support them they put out the very shitty janky broken versions of things and so no one buys those things and therefore they don't like it's the self-fulfilling prophecy so like I'm hoping that this isn't like a let's shoehorn some shit onto this device just to prove that it can run and then not actually invest in optimizing it and making it run great for that device or like just making that a good experience and i hope it's something that people continue to do and figure out because i think that'd be cool i think it'd be a great way to you know we're moving towards xbox cloud gaming and we're moving towards playstation streaming and all this kind of shit i would also love to be able to download something locally to my phone and play on a plane when i can't stream but on the other side of things, I played two things that really made me smile this week. First, I played, uh, what the fuck is TF? The finals, the finals. Team Fortress. Oh, no, the finals. The finals, gotcha. which is something that was announced at this Xbox thing. It came out of nowhere. This is a game. It's a 
it has several modes, but the only mode I played was quick play, quick cash. And uh, it's a 3v3 v3 so three teams of three and you're going in there it's it's just a big open arena of different like city type environments and you are all going towards this one cash box this vault that you have to open up and then once the vault is open then you have to bring it to a cash box and you have to wait for it to time out and you're defending your cash box or you're trying to be, bust the other team's cash box open and steal it um and the first time i played it i played the when the beta started because right now it's in beta and the open beta is until the november 7th i think it is and the first time i played it we did crossplay with joel who's on xbox me and audrey were on playstation and the voice chat immediately just shit the bed as soon as we loaded into the match and we could hear joel joel could not hear us we had skipped the tutorial in order to play together because we're like i just want to get into the game and then the the default control control scheme is you hold a trigger and then that brings up a, a wheel of gadgets and things like that to use. You select your gadget and then you use it with the right trigger and then you have to go back and select some shit. And I was constantly being tripped up and I was like trying to throw grenades and I was throwing goo on the floor. I was trying to shoot my weapon, but I was putting it down a launch pad and jumping up in the air. And it was, I had a bad time and I like quiet quit. I rage quit, but quietly and just kind of bad. I just texted them and said, I'm going to go watch Gen V. Bye. <laughs> and I just left the game. But. I tried it again on Saturday with a couple of friends who knew what they were doing and they just like, Hey, we need a third. You want to jump in? I was like, yeah, I do. And holy shit, is it a good time? It, so there's a change that option, change the, the way that you would choose your equipment from that wheel. There's an option to just change it to your D pad. So I can hit down on the D pad to check, select my rocket launcher left on the D pad to select my grenade, whatever it might be so much easier. And that made it such a better time. Um, so just a great fucking time. You have three character classes. So, uh, or I guess they're not classes. I forget what they call them. Uh, but there's like a medium which specializes in like you can you have a healing beam. So you can shoot your teammates to heal them. Um, it also has a heavy, which you can choose to equip a, a sledgehammer and also have an RPG. And then, so they're kind of like tanky. And then there's this light class, which is really mobile. And they have like a grappling hook to help them move all over the city. But they're also like really uh, like... They have a lot, little HP, so you die really quickly. So it was, it was a fun ass time. I played a lot more with Dallas and uh, Joel later Saturday night too. Had a great time. And right now in the beta as well, everything that you get in the battle pass carries over to the main game when it ships sometime later this year. And again, yeah, open betas for the next like week. So highly recommend checking that out. Had a blast with it. I hope that comes through. And it's from the team. It's from a, a team that starts with an E that I can't remember. They're brand new. This is their first thing, but it's made up of a bunch of X dice people who made battlefield. And mm. so, uh, the environments are completely and fully destructible. So mm. we had one match where we were in this structure that's kind of suspended in the air and the cash boxes at the top and we were defending it. And one of the teams, someone had got like to the lower level of that structure and they shot out the cash box and it dropped down to their structure. But then we killed them and we were still up there. And then the whole thing just tumbled down to the ground. And it was it was it was really cool just how destructible the environments were and how that played into strategy and shit like that. It's very cool. That was a good shit about Battlefield, man. Like Bad Company too. It's like, oh, we've got to attack that thing in a building. Why don't we just blow all the walls on the building over and then just it destroys the thing? Great, yeah. awesome. Do that. It's also one of the cool things about the heavy is your special like character class ability is you can basically go into a rage mode. You just go ah, and you just run and bust through walls and shit like like the Hulk. 
And so that's super cool too. That's really fun to do. Did you say uh, it right? You said the say? Hulk, not the Hawk. I said Hulk. Yeah, Did okay. Make it sure. People from the Midwest say the Hawk. It's just, just who says thing. the Hawk? People from the Midwest. What? When they are referring Hawk. to like Bruce Banner's Hulk, they say Hawk. Yeah, people from like Minnesota and like that middle part where they have like the weird accent, they say Hawk. What do they call? The Hulk. What do they call Tony Hawk? Tony Hake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tony Hulk. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Alex. I know that it's a a very tired thing at this point that you know these multiplayer centric games come out. They you know m might be critically acclaimed. They might find an audience, but ultimately, in the end, it isn't enough to save them from an early grave. Uh, it's really cool that you were able to get a lot of enjoyment out of this game. But I will say, had not seen or heard anything of this game on my own social channels, had not seen anybody talking about this game at all. And I just can't help but ask, like, do you think that this game is going to be able to kind of carve out a place for it to exist? Or do you think that this game is in trouble if it doesn't achieve that certain threshold of popularity that it doesn't seem like it currently has? I'm hoping so. Like, it, it is a polished enough experience. It looks great. It has talented devs behind it. I think part of what makes it um, the, the fact that like it's really hard to find anyone talking about it right now is the, it was like shadow announced at this Xbox thing. Like no one had ever talked about it before five days ago at this third party partnership presentation. And even then it was like a couple of minutes trailer max and it was like open beta starts this weekend or whatever. And so, yeah, I think a lot of people are just now discovering it, although... I was just in an article today talking about how hmm. cheaters are already rampant in the game. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. I don't know whether I well, got I did in see there an early, article but... where it was like the queues are completely full. Like, it, oh, the, cool. the servers were maxed out. So Cool. That's good. I think it's mm. doing all right. So, yeah, good time. Uh, and then the last game that I have on my list here is Mario Wonder. And whoo But I think it was Modern Warfare. It was like he played in Modern Warfare. <laughs> beta, no, he not played people. the new Modern Warfare game. Uh, no, Super Mario Wonder is a fucking joy. It is it is just that one of those games where every single level I am just like surprised and delighted and I get a huge smile on my face at something that happens in there or a power-up or a type of enemy I'm coming across. And it is such a breath of fresh air coming off of new Super Mario Bros. U when we did that for Barf last month. And so I am I am in love with this game. And I had used it just as like, a, hey, I just beat Spider-Man 2. I binged that basically over two days. I just need something to kind of break up the monotony of what I've been doing all weekend. And so I just, oh, let me play a couple levels of Mario Wonder. And then I was up until midnight playing it in bed. And, and I beat the first world and then started a little bit of the second. And it, it's just it's just so fucking good. The the power-ups are new and unique. The enemy types that you're coming, they have birds that swoop down underwater while you're in water levels collecting trails of coins that you got to avoid. They have these things that look like Birdo that are running ahead of you in the level and shooting shit back at you. They've got blocks that you hit where poles come out to a, that you have to jump on and jump vertically on or all sorts of just everything is new. Everything just feels so new and fresh inside of it to me. Um it's just it it subverts your expectations so many times a minute. It's just it's just great. And the levels are obviously the the shtick of wonder is every single level of the entire game has this wonder flower you can find in it. And you collect that flower. Sometimes it's really difficult to find, but you collect that flower and it just like transforms the level temporarily to some really batshit weird off the wall way that you didn't expect that you have to then complete to get a wonder seed. The wonder seeds help you unlock new levels. 
and it is um it's i'm encouraged to explore i am wanting to explore every single usually in games like this where like you need to get to pass the castle and do the castle you need to at least beat four of these levels i'm like cool i'll pick which four i want to do out of the six that are available now i'm like no i want to i want to play all fucking six and i want to find every single wonder seed and that's helped by the fact that not there are no timers like a global timer like a traditional mario game where like you have 400 seconds to get to the end of the level so you can feel like you can really explore and figure out how to you can see something in the background of the levels like where the fuck is the tunnel that gets me back there to the background of the level for me to play around in the shit um, so I'm, I'm very, very much ex enjoying it. I'm done with the first, I'm on the final castle of the second world right now after a couple of like three hours of playthrough in it, having a blast. And I just got to the first of the, you know, Mario world has like the star world, which is, you know, kind of right. makes everything up in the top and it's a really difficult levels. I got up to the, I guess they call it secret world in this one. I got to the first level of secret world. And it has some like really precision timing. It's it's platforms that are just like constantly disappearing and shit like that. And it is, whoo, it is the most difficult 2D Mario platforming that has existed in a Mario game while also being really accessible for a lot of the other levels too. So having a great time. I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, unfortunately, I've been milking a certain game that I may talk about soon for longer than intended. But once that's done, I'm definitely gonna jump into this game next. Why did you let Chad beat you to playing the Mario game? You should be ashamed of yourself, Alex. <gasps> oh, damn. Nintendo fan. You know what I mean? What it was, like what it was with me, I mean, I guess we might as well just get into what you and I have been talking about. Yeah, what you're you and go I first have been anyways, playing, so Adam. go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what it is, is basically I played Spider Man Miles Morales first, or at least earlier in the year. Then I played super mario bros u after that and so i figured well i need a little bit more of a buffer before i jump into another mario game and so spider-man took priority for that reason uh and also like just from experience there have been many times in the past where there have been these days where like multiple games come out at the same time and i get both of them and inevitably like I try to balance both games at once and either one game wins out or neither game wins out. I just get so tired because it becomes a chore of I need to complete both these games because I impose this upon myself and then nothing gets done. So I was just like, I'm just going to focus on Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which is, of course, a game that I've been playing over the past couple of weeks and the game that I just beat this weekend. So I'm pretty sure that I've talked about my experience with the prior Insomniac Marvel games on this podcast, but just to kind of get you guys and the viewers up to speed, um, Spider-Man 1 was a game that I played back in 2021, kind of in the middle of the pandemic. It was not a game that I had been drawn to when it first came out, and so it kind of took that kind of lull in everybody's lives for me to be like, oh man, I should probably check this out. Um, love the gameplay in it. Still remains probably one of my favorite gameplay experiences from that era. Came away a little bit disappointed with the quality of its story and writing. Obviously, much has already been said online about stuff like the you know weird relationship Spider-Man has with the police in that game and a lot of the police surveillance stuff, which wasn't that good. I also just did not love how so much of that game's story just felt like a cock tease of. It felt like it was constantly dangling over your head the possibility of a Spider-Man story that would really kind of like go off in its own direction and not feel 
burdened and tied down by the direction that so many other Spider-Man stories have gone in the past. I was kind of excited that, you know, so much of the first half of that game focused on uh, the character of Martin Lee, also known as Mr. Negative. And I was like, oh man, it'd be interesting if this game remained on that track and this game was mostly about his character. And instead, spoiler alert, uh, it instead kind of defaults on a rather traditional Spider-Man villain. And I felt like the final third of that game it was something of a kind of letdown based on what the first two uh, acts were leading into. Still, at the end of the day, walked away from it being like, this is still a fun game. Played Miles Morales, of course, a little bit more recently. Had a lot of fun with that one as well, but did walk away from it being like, ah, still not utterly in love with the story. The character of Miles is great. A lot of his, you know, supporting community is great. Don't love this tinkerer fellow. Don't love uh, the Troy Baker CEO business dude that you kind of got to defend guy, whatever his name is. Um, all that to say, all that preamble out of the way to say that, honestly, Spider-Man 2 might be one of my, might be one of the biggest surprises for me this year in terms of how much I really connected with and enjoyed the quality of its storytelling. Spider-Man 2 is not necessarily my favorite game release this year. There are enough issues that I experienced with it over the course of me playing it that, like, I don't think it can take that number one spot. But overall, like, my kind of, like, basic level... Basic level sounds like a weird way to say that. Um, my, like, kind of, like, top surface sort of, like overall take on this game is like this game is like uh this game far surpassed kind of my expectations of what i thought i was going to get out of it in terms of the kind of quality of its writing on top of having fantastic gameplay and overall it just delivered a really satisfying experience on a level that i actually was not expecting love to hear it love to watch it walk away that way you hate to see it <laughs> no wait a minute What's the saying? No, Anyways. I like watching Spider-Man's butt walk away. I do yeah. too. I can't wear that twenty ninety nine suit because it's like, oh, cheeks are out. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fully. Uh, did you play to me yet? No, but I'm I'm very close. It's one of those things where there's just been too many things I've had to do over the past few days. If I just sat there and be beelined it, I have the platinum already, but not yet. I'll have it by like tomorrow or so. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Yep, I also beat Spider-Man, and I have the Platinum. Uh, Spider-Man 2, that is. Not the first one. I do have the <laughs> Platinum for that. That's one of my three Platinums I have. Uh, but yeah, no, beat Spider-Man 2 goes as well this weekend. Like, uh, agree with Cozy on a lot of stuff. The gameplay, that is the thing. Like, the movement in that game is, I think, the best part of that game, for sure. Yeah, mm. especially when you Just get a wingsuit in one of those wind tunnels. Oh, God, it feels so it's good. It's great. Um, yeah, so that's really, really cool. Yeah, uh, I kind of... I'm kind of of two minds on it about the story. I like a lot of parts of it. I don't think it's what Cozy said about the first one where it's like really, really cool and interesting with Martin Lee and all that stuff until like the twist happens and it's like, oh, we're doing the same shit again. This game, my knowledge of Spider-Man stuff has a similar moment, but it's not as bad as the first one where the first one's like, sure. oh, really? This is what we're doing. This one, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I know what was coming. We know what's happening, but it's like, eh, it's better. I like it much better. Yeah. And they go somewhere. I do. I will give them credit for them to, even though Martin Lee, Mr. Negative was such a D tier list villain 
and for them to use him in the first game as like a cock tease to whatever they were really doing. <laughs> but he shows up in this one too. I'm like, no, I really like how they use Mr. Negative in this in this universe. It, yeah. Like, a lot. We will try not to spoil anything, but like the way that they use him in this game, like and maybe this is just my interpretation of it, but it very much felt like the writers of the game being like, hey, we acknowledge the fact that we didn't really give this character his due. His role in this game is going to be kind of reparations for that. His role is going to be us reaffirming, actually, this character is really important to the overall mythos of the story that we're trying to tell, and here's why. Yeah, he matters a lot. And I didn't really put it together like, why certain characters would be mad or care so much. But like, no, that that's that, that would be a big fucking deal. I get it. But I think he's used excellently. Um, and yeah, I mean, if we ever do a spoiler thing, we could talk more about it. The Venom stuff, I think the early Venom stuff is cool. The way it ends is like, yes, that's a Venom. That's Venom story. There we go. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, overall, I enjoy the game a lot. Um, combat's good. Suits are good. Papa John's. <laughs> that's what Chad would say. Papa John's. Um, yeah. Miles, though. Ooh, Miles is that guy. Love him. And he looks like a real human being. <laughs> he didn't uh, like yes. MJ. <laughs> and like MJ and Peter. Uh, no, it's not a huge deal, but they, they do look silly. I just love the introduction. Again, no spoilers here. The introduction of um, Venom. But, you know, like Coney Island, that introduction. Yeah. You're like, oh, interesting way that we're doing this here. Like There's so many cool. great reveals and things that happen in that Coney Island. If anyone's playing the game right now, and like, oh, this Coney Island thing, like, go there. The game kind of opens up and takes a lot of turns narratively, but also gameplay well, gameplay wise, and like introduces mm-hmm. a lot of cool things in that whole Coney Island sequence. Oh yeah, another uh, another uh, positive big, big ups to them is that they're again they pulled back on the side bullshit. Like you don't have to do crimes anymore. Thank God I don't have to do crimes anymore. Holy yeah. hell, that was so great. Um, I like how a lot of the side stuff now, there's only like, before I felt there was like 30 side things per district, and now it's like five or six, and a lot mm. of them end in a really cool story moment. So, oh, yeah. that's all. Like, you're talking about, there's one with Miles at Coney Island, where there's a whole, you know, uh, a, a character, a villain, perhaps, that we deal with there, and like, oh, that's really cool. I like how that ended. That was I like how they tie their side stuff into a cool story moment with a past villain. And Craven is just, man, they... They went uh they went a little dark, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Some fucked up shit in this video game. Yeah, they did. Um Yeah, they yeah, made Craven really cool. scary. Like that was uh a, Craven is honestly it kind of comes down to the way he's dressed in a lot of Spider Man lore. That just he looks silly. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a big lion pelt on his shoulders or yeah. whatever. Uh, but no, he was they they made him pretty terrifying in this game, which is it's it's a great game. Great game. That's very cool. And then, uh, yeah, I'll end it with this. No spoilers, but that Times Square thing. It's like, yeah. oh, game's rating. Oh, team, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rating this game team with that, huh? All right, yep. guys. Very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I played. Beating Platinum Spider-Man. I'm uh, going to move on to the quest log. That's where we talk Ooh. about their other stories. Quest Some announcements. Log. What was that? <laughs> quest log. <laughs> okay, very nice. Uh, some announcements for the Xbox partner previews from Adam Bankers at IGN.com. We'll go ahead and go to it since we already talked about it. The finals, by the way, Xbox partner program, they had a bunch of third-party partners. They were like, we're going to show off some of their uh, some of their games. and It was like a, like a showcase, you know. Um, Nintendo Direct Partnership, you know, you know what this kind of thing is. We got to see third-party stuff. Cool trailers. Uh, the finals is a free-to-play team-based competitive shooter that is set to get an open beta. Well, it's already happening. Uh, what sets the finals apart from other games of its type is that it's set in a combat-centered game show in a virtual world that you can alter, exploit, and even destroy. That was good to hear you talking about the destruction because I was like, 
it looked like a cool idea, but it's yeah. nice to see actually in gameplay the instruction stuff works. All right, now I'll go back to the top. All right, Konami has finally shared a first look at gameplay from the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Uh, the trailer gives uh, fans a glimpse of what this classic will look like on modern platforms as developed on Unreal Engine 5. So that was fun to see him walk around in a very pretty video game. It is going to be the same bad game. game. That's going to be a, a gorgeous, awful <laughs> video game. But I'm excited for Delta to come out. It's going to look... What gets me excited about that game is, obviously, it's an old-ass game. Like, Metal Gear Solid 3 is an old-ass game developed when we were still kind of experimenting with what 3D games could look like. So the levels and the environments that you're going between are very small. Which means when we're updating them with a brand new engine and brand new graphics and shit like that, like we can go all out on these tiny environments because we don't have to account for like Spider-Man moving through it at 60 miles an hour. Like, no, we can make everything super detailed and, and dense because you're only able to walk around in like 10 square feet before you have to move to the next area. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, next up. Alongside releasing the launch trailer for Alan Wake 2, Remedy shared with us a walkthrough featuring Saga Anderson facing off against a terrifying enemy. It's just cool to have a trailer before, like, everyone's The New Hotness came out, because everyone is so horny for Alan Wake 2, and so am I. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I skipped this part of it. Like, when they said, all right, here's Alan Wake, I was like, nope, not going to watch it, because yeah, I had already coming. heard people's impressions, and, I was, and it sounds like it's going to be the fucking bee's knees, so. Yeah, very cool. This one, Cozy will like this because he likes stuff like this. And like a dragon, infinite wealth, players will be able to visit or ride a dolphin to Don Doko Island, which is a beautiful resort you helped to build up. However, everyone not as a not a friendly face as there will be thugs and even animals like warthogs that will try to ruin your fun. This did uh, not actually appeal to me as much as you would think because watching this, I was actually reminded a lot of Animal Crossing, which is not a <laughs> franchise that I've actually ever been able to connect to. The game still looks fun as a whole, just not this. There's just, I know there's so many Yakuza, you know, like a dragon fans out there that, that eat the shit up, dude. They're like, that's the greatest oh, trailer yeah. I've ever yep. seen. I'm like, it was a good trailer. What? Just, you know. Yeah, I've tried. I will not continue to try in the future. I don't know. They all do end up coming to Game Pass. So it's like, you know, maybe. But then I get like three hours in and I'm like, I'm tired of karaoke. Uh, Ark Survival Ascended, the Unreal Engine 5 remake of Ark Survival Evolved. Give fans their first look at the upgraded game, which is out now for PC. This is not the Vin Diesel Ark. Because Vin Diesel Ark no. is Ark 2, right? That's Ark 2. This okay. is, they redid the first game and now it has cross-play, cross-progression, everything. Uh in this version, and it, it looks really good. Unreal Engine 5, keep giving it to us. It's a good engine. Uh, Manor Lords is an upcoming historical city game, city building game, that will release a game preview for Windows and PC Game Pass on April 26th. It will arrive on Xbox consoles after that date. You know, city builder, cool stuff. It was, I think I saw it was like the third most wishlisted game on Steam, so wow. people are horny for it. Yeah. Go for that. Um, Robocop, Rogue City gets a new story uh, and gameplay trailer. This Again, people have been talking about it. I've heard Greg Miller and everyone be like, this is a dumb game that I'm going to probably enjoy. This feels like a cozy-ass game to me. Don't you think, Chad? <laughs> I, yeah. I, am, I have RoboCop in whatever segment from Adam we did a thousand years ago on this list that's continu continuously staring me in the face at the bottom of this dock. And uh, I'm starting to feel better about my choice to have RoboCop. You'll get eights. You'll get solid sevens and okay, eights from that okay. game. I think you'll be just fine. I, I wish that these trailers...
trailers showed off the comedic elements of this game a little bit more. The trailers make it seem like a very like rigid, serious, hard-boiled RoboCop game. And in actuality, what we've seen of the gameplay is it's much more comedic than that. And I wish it would lean into that a little bit more because the heart of RoboCop has always been the satire and comedy of it all. And yeah, the, these trailers aren't doing enough for that shoot penises all day long still wakes the 100 <laughs> as a new narrative horror game from dear esther developer the chinese room looks to take players to a mysterious oil rig uh, uh excuse me off the coast of scotland in 1975 chad was this the water game you were interested in either there, there were two water games recently is this I think the one this that is, you were yeah uh, i mean obviously the chinese room is a, a game company that i really really enjoy their shit um but yeah this looks this looks interesting and dope so also Oil rig in Scotland? We need more oil rig games. It is a good setting for something spooky. Yeah. Because it's already a scary place. You're like, I'm in the middle of the ocean, and I'm surrounded by machinery. So I could get crushed, caught on fire, or drowned. <laughs> like, this yep. is not and, a good place to be. <laughs> and I'm in Scotland as well, which is extra yeah. scary. Can't understand anything anyone's saying. What is that accent? I have no idea. It's a Scottish brogue. <laughs> right? Is that how you do it? Mary. Uh, dungeons. <laughs> What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> it's another Eddie, movie, Eddie Murphy movie. Dungeons of Hinderberg, which is set to be released in 2024, got a deep dive trailer that featured a look at the game's combat and its social side. Spirit of the North 2 is the sequel to the 2019 original, and we'll see a fox and raven teaming up to restore lost guardians and do all they can to find their way home. And then finally, Alex, how do I say this man's name? Uh, let me scroll down here. Uh, I highlighted it for Ikaro. you. Ikaro will not die as a new game from Future Lab and Thunderful and features fast paced gameplay with roguelike elements. So, have uh, some cool trailers. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's called. Oh, what? Uh, so, when I, when I saw that name in the document, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's no colon in there. I'm pretty sure it's just Ikaro will not die. But now I'm looking it up online and it seems like. There's no consensus. Some of them are calling it Ikaro will not die, but then some of them, some of the videos do have the colon in there, and I'm Maybe very confused. Will is a noun in this use, and it's like my will will not die. Who knows? Yeah, the problem is, is like so, like all the like video game news sites, like Game Informer or Gamatsu, just call it Ikaro will not die without the colon. But then the official trailer on the Xbox YouTube channel has the colon in there. And it's like, what, what, what am I supposed to believe now? Are you saying Gamatsu and Game Informer are fucking lazy? I'm say that. saying that, that they're making a seemingly correct assumption that that's what it should be called because that actually makes more sense, like, grammatically, but they still might be wrong. Yeah. Let's not get in the gif and jif thing. What the creator says is what it, what goes, guys. That's how it works. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, moving on now. More <laughs> Alan Wake 2 next year from Wesley Inpool at IGN. Remember that game we said before that people are interested in? You're going to get more of it. Alan Wake 2 is set to receive two expansions in 2024. Developer Remedy has confirmed. Expansion 1 is called Night Springs and is currently due out late, 20, uh, late spring 2024. Expansion 2 is called Lake House, which does not have a release window. Official blurb on Night Springs, which is the first part. Visions and dreams. Fiction is written and coming true. Should I? I'm going to read it like this. Fiction collapses and remains just words on a page. 
these are are these are those stories in Night Springs. See, I was doing an Alan Wake impression, yeah, reading yeah. the thing. You were doing ten uh, times better than he did in the first game, though. Stop. He's great. Play as several <laughs> familiar characters from the world of Alan Wake and experience the unexplainable in multi uh, in multiple self contained episodes of Night Springs, a fictional TV show set in the world of Alan Wake. I fucking like the idea of that. Yep. Like, let's play the fucking weird Twilight Zone ripoff TV show that this man wrote. I am down for that. Whatever that ends up being. I've actually been looking at replaying um, American Nightmare. I probably won't just because it's an older game mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just like, I think that was also a similar thing where it was set in the TV show, but it was like a wave-based horde mode and you'd get story. I don't remember. I've, it's been so long since I played it. But I was like, maybe, maybe. Um, Remedy's Detail on Lake House, which is the second expansion. The lake house is a mysterious facility situated on the shores of Cauldron Lake, set up by an independent government organization to conduct secret research. Wonder who that could be. Until something goes wrong, explore the lake house and embark on two separate adventures as the realities of Saga Anderson and Alan Wake collide once again. Um, guys, maybe play that Control AEW uh, or AWE. Maybe Alan Wake expansion hmm. or Altered World events. What does this stand for? And I know going to this Cauldron Lake and inter, you know independent government organization. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're related mm-hmm. to control at all. All wombats eat. Yep. All wombats eat. Mm-hmm. Th- that took me too long to come up with it. I'm sorry. All worms are erect. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes want to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's it for the stories for the day. And Chad, that means it's segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. That's, I don't know the name of that song. Uh, like, Flight of the Valkyries. That's it. Yep, Flight of the Valkyrie. That's it. Yeah, I know that. I used to be Dan O'Brien's theme song in wrestling. Uh, so this, <laughs> that's such a a lot of people understand that, but Chad won't understand that. No, I definitely or Alex. don't. Um. So this segment, we're going to go over the best reviewed games of the month. Because this year just won't fucking stop punching you in the dick with good video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something First about up. hearing both of you say the word cock during this podcast. <laughs> it's just like, it just like shocks my brain. It's just like, whoa, I did not expect to hear Cozy say cock. And then Adam also says cock like five minutes later. It's like, whoa, why Especially is this so jarring? So, he, he feels wholesome. But he feels like a wholesome assassin, you know. It's like, oh, he's so nice, <laughs> but he actually is just, just like an awful human being in, in real life. He kills people and says cock. Uh, yeah. Number one on the list, Super Mario Brothers Wonder at a 92 on Metacritic. Oh, look Ooh. at that. This yeah. year, I again, I had to I go look these up on Metacritic. Look, if the list of games that are above an 85, I think it's like 74 games it's or something. Too many. Ridiculous. It's too many games. It is, we should it petition to have 2023 be six months longer. Yeah. Some more time added on to it. Yep. I'm fine with that. Uh, Spider-Man 2 at a 90 on Metacritic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alan Wake 2, 89. A game no one has talked about, but I love the first one. War Groove 2 at an 86. It's wild that no one has spoken of the game, and it's reviewed so high. I'm like, oh, I like the first one. I've not heard a fucking peep Because everything's one. fucking crowded with Alan Wake, Spider-Man, and Mario Wonder right now. That's true. That's true. Uh, Forza Motorsport at an 85. Very pretty video game. World of Horror. The reason I put... Well, I put everything above an 80, but this one is interesting. World of Horror at an 82. This is a... Uh, it's an indie horror game. It's one bit. So think of like black and white. And it's based okay. off... Who's that famous Japanese horror manga artist or whatever? Jinji Ito. It's, it reminds me a lot of that. But people... It's got like multiple... Like you play through multiple times and your decisions Ew. change the outcome. 
Uh, the thumbnail of one of the trailers is like somebody, oh, getting a needle in their eye. I don't want, nope, yeah. I'm not going to play this at all. Yeah, I'm not going to play it because I don't like scary stuff. But apparently it's a very, very good horror game. So check World out, World of Horror. Um, and then last up, Ghost Runner 2 at an 81. That's good to see that game come out and be good because people really like the first one. So look at that. It's a shame no I think we try to put on a multiple barf. <laughs> yeah, people, we keep putting on barf. People don't want you to play it. It's crazy. No. It's wild. Someday. Uh, yeah, one of these days. Again, this is such a crazy month that I think the top three things are all in Game of the Year consideration. Mario Brothers Wonder, Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake uh, 2. And these other ones you can just have fun with. I w- again, I can't do it, but I think World of Horror is an- one to keep an eye on for like best indie game. Um, and then just everything on this list is fucking really good. But especially those top three, it's like, I don't fucking know what you're going to do for Game of the Year. Like, that's a tough, tough yeah. month. Buddy. That's it, though. That's my so segment. So much good yeah, shit I- this year. I see right here below. You've got your uh I got my Robocop down there. there. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's Wizard with a Gun. Chat. Fuck I Wizard with a Gun came out like four days ago. I haven't heard shit about that. Yeah. Just Nuts about to come out pretty soon too. Just nuts. <laughs> oh, let's see. Metacritic for Wizard with a Gun is seventy two. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll check still it out play on it, sale. Though, sometime yeah, sure. before I die. All right. That ends my segment so it's time for game on game show the game on our gaming show we play a game called game on the gaming show on our game show game 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 take it away alex thank you chad it's time for another round of tmi with npd this time for the year 2005 this is your first time tuning into tmi with npd the rules are simple Uh, i'm going to be going down the list of the top 10 best-selling games of the year 2005 i will be providing clues of increasing specificity on each game in the list and as i read the clues out chad and adam will have two guesses to guess what they think the game is is first person to get each game right gets one point a couple of additional stipulations um if you guess madden like last time uh (laughs) that will use up both of your guesses for that round so use that guess sparingly uh and a reminder that the chad lock is still in play remember this chad yeah which means that after i have read out the second clue for any one of these on the list you can say chad lock and at that point on I will be able to continue reading out the rest of the clues. And if you want to chime in and say that, uh, say what you think the no- you know the answer is, you can do so without Adam being allowed to chime in, unless you get it wrong, in which case Adam can speak up. Okay. All right. Ready just to go? For, just for reference, this is 2005, right? Yes. 360 2000... wasn't until 2006. Is that correct? Or is that this year? 2005 is the end of this year. Or excuse me, 360 is the end of 2005. Okay. I right? Am I right, Cozy? I mean, it just... I don't, don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. Some of the Sounds like it might be. Uh, clues that I have might actually allude to this, but okay. we'll have well, to get to anything. the game. Okay. Chad, have you checked your tag messages? No, I have everything on Do Not Disturb. I have 27 unchecked messages, though. Can you check your messages real quick? But Cozy, go ahead and start. Oh, no. I'm not going to start yet, because Chad, this is something that I feel like Chad might actually be able to get. <laughs> this first one on the list so i don't want him to be distracted okay we'll see how good chad does today all right here we go number 10 the number 10 best-selling game of the year 2005 per the npd group is an arcade style racing game it is the third numbered entry in its series 
it was developed and published by Rockstar Games. And one could say that it's not set during the day. Come on, Chad. You can get this. I don't fucking... <laughs> a Rockstar third arcade racing game? Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. I don't even know that what that is. That is correct. Midnight Club? Is that the, sub the subtitle? Or is that like the main title of the no, game? No, it's Midnight Club 3. Is the uh, colon in Dub Edition. Dub Edition. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of a Midnight Club They haven't before. made one since then, but it was very popular okay. back in that day. Yeah. 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 Alright, number nine. The number nine best-selling game of the year 2005... Per the NPD group, is the first entry in a kid-friendly franchise. It's based on a popular Lego Star Wars toy. That is correct. Fuck yeah! Good job, Chad. Good job. Eat it, cozy. Suck a cock. <laughs> the number eight best-selling game of the year 2005 per Ugh. the NPD group is a sports game. It was the last game in its series to release on the Nintendo GameCube. A, a very helpful hint. I'm sure that you can probably figure it out by now. NBA Live 2006. That is actually correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Damn, look at okay. you. All right. Chad's in the lead. Will he be able to hold on to it? We'll find out. The number seven best-selling game of the year 2005, per the NPD group, is a returning entry from the 2004 list. It's the first game in its series that allowed players to swim. One of the three writers that worked on this game was DJ Pooh, an American <laughs> record producer, rapper, and screenwriter who produced albums for Snoop Dogg and Tupac. And... The name of its protagonist rhymes with freeway. Is this is this a Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Vice City? That is incorrect. Fuck a butt. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That is that is correct. It's tied up now. It's Come tied on, up. I'm you got this, buddy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number six, the number six best-selling game of the year 2005 per the NPD group is the fourth numbered entry in a popular franchise. It is another Resident racing Evil 4? game. Have we seen that yet? No, that is incorrect. Fuck. Okay. Not a racing it is, game. <laughs> it oh, is another racing. <laughs> racing game not published by EA. A prologue version of the game that offered a taste of what was to come, released back in 2003. And it was developed by Polyphony Digital. Grand Turismo 4? No, that is sure. correct. Oh yeah, nice, nice, nice. All right, that means Chad currently has three and Adam currently has two. Let's go and talk about number five. Farted. Did you hear the that? The number five. I saw that. Nice. Best-selling game of the year 2005 per the NPD group is another sports game. It was NBA the 2K first game. Five. 
six NBA 2K6. <laughs> you, you already said that one, and no, that's no, incorrect. No, I said live before. Those are different oh, games I've learned now through this. That is right. That is correct, but that is not what it is. Okay. But but yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point, but uh, that is nevertheless not the right answer. Uh, it was the first game in its series to shorten the year in its title to its last two digits. Again, very helpful clue. I I'm certain that you guys would immediately get it based on that. Guess not. It's cover art. Mm features former Michigan Wolverine standout and Heisman Trophy winner <laughs> Desmond Howard. And I would hope NCAA by this point, 20 uh, uh, 6 oh, 06. Uh, is NCAA I'll, football give or is that, that basketball? <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> they have both. NCAA is just okay. college. Okay. Adam are you cool. are you letting Chad, Chad win this one? <laughs> Why would you assume such a thing, Cozy? I'm struggling today. It's real tough. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you, you you sent a very suspicious text message to the Chad text at the beginning was of this unrelated. one. Unrelated. It was something about like my mom dying or something, and it was an emergency. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. All right. But I said well, no. I'm going to power through this. It's important. But thank you, Adam, for alerting me about my mom. <laughs> Number four, the number four best-selling game of the year 2005 per the MPD group is an EA game that is not a sports game. It takes place within the fictional open-world city of Rockport. Grand Theft Auto... Liberty City? Uh, I suppose if Liberty City was published by EA, but... Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Shit on my butt. It is not, so that is incorrect. Okay. Uh, it is the ninth installment in its series. Though, like many prior entries, it doesn't have a number in its title. And... It... Uh... Oops, sorry. In my own notes, I, I didn't add in a word in the sentence, and that tripped me up. Uh, and it brought many notable improvements to its series, such as more in-depth police pursuit sequences. How is this not a GTA game? Me for Speed Underground 2. Uh, that is actually incorrect. Oh, oh. you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Need for Speed hmm. Underground 3? Uh, I don't even know if that exists, it's but damn, anyways, no, not. that's not correct. Adam, you think you can get this? Fuck. I will read the clues again. An EA yeah. game that isn't a sports game takes place mm -hmm. within the fictional open world city of Rockport. It is the ninth installment of its series, though like many prior entries, it doesn't have a number in its title. Uh, and it, it brought many notable improvements to its series, such as a more in-depth police pursuit sequence need for speed hot pursuit Ooh, so Is it close but wanted? not quite there there's it so was many most it was most wanted most wanted there's so fucking many of them dude yeah just number Holy them shit. just number them y'all okay no, if anyone from yeah, EA right. is listening just number the need for speeds <laughs> okay well that means that the current points are chad with four and adam with two which means that adam if you want to win this you actually have to get the next three ones all correct. If I don't not, know if he can do it. Chad wins by default. Oh, that's gonna be tough. Let's see what happens. 
All right, here we go. Number three. The number three best-selling game of the year 2005, per the NPD group, is a licensed game. Ooh. It's single-player mode allowed players to alternate between two different characters, both fated for very different paths. The PlayStation 2 and Xbox versions of the game featured a multiplayer mode that allowed players to duel other heroes and villains for the fate of its universe. And... Pro tip of advice. Um, uh, Chad Lock. It's, Chad Lock. Ch- all right, I'm Chad locking it. Can I hear the rest of the clues, even though I've locked it? Yes. Okay. Yes. That that is that is the rules. Uh, and a pro tip of advice: it's probably impossible to lose any of these duels if you have the high ground. Okay. Yes. So it's Star Wars. I just don't know 2005 whether that's Battlefront One or Battlefront Two. Is it Battlefront? We're gonna say Battlefront Star Wars Battlefront Two. That is incorrect. Fuck Star Wars Battlefront One. <laughs> that is also incorrect. Michael Myers stabbed me in the neck. All say right. those one more time quickly for me. Besides the, I know that it's licensed. Uh, yeah, it's a licensed game. Uh, it's single player mode allowed players to alternate between two different characters, both fated for very different paths. Uh, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox version of the games featured a multiplayer mode that allowed players to duel other heroes and villains for the fate of its universe. And a pro tip of advice, it's probably impossible to lose any of these duels if you have the high ground. Is it Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? Yes, that's it. That was number... Th- what is this, three? Yeah. Oh, what a number bad three year. <laughs> best-selling game of the year is the video game adaptation of holy Revenge of the Sith, shit. which... Holy fuck. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, regardless of what you think about that movie, the vi- I'd imagine that the video game... I've never played it myself. I'd well, have to imagine. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. The game is It's just fine. weird that that's number three on the year. That's wild. Yeah. All right, here we go. Number two. Uh, the number two... Best-selling game of the year 2005 per the NPD group is another licensed game. It was developed by Pandemic Studios. Battlefront 2. That is correct. And with that, we are now tied up. Oh, that was Star Wars Battlefront? Oh, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront, I I thought Battlefield. No, Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah, we are now tied up. Both Chad and Adam have four points. Which means that uh, it's anybody's game for this last one. Madden, Madden, I'm willing to risk it all. Madden, uh, (laughs) Madden, what? Madden, 2006. Madden NFL 2006. Uh, I I was gonna say I want to read the full thing first, but you know what? Read it anyways. Fine. Yes, read it anyway. All right, all right. Madden. Uh, The number one (laughs) best-selling game of the year 2005 for the NPD group is another sports game. It was the first game in its franchise to be made available on both the PSV and the Xbox 360. Its cover uh, features Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb. McNabb. Uh, and if you haven't already guessed what also it is by this point, for I can help you. on Sunny in Philadelphia. He said, if you haven't guessed it, I can't help you. That is, I'm not joking, that is always what I put at the end of these Madden ones. Oh, wow. Can we never ones, get that far. But yeah. we never get that far, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. All you right. know what's really funny about that video game, right? So I did 
I had the original Xbox version of it, and then I played the 360 version of it, you know, whenever I got my 360, a couple months later, year later, whatever it was. So I think it was the first game I ever played in HD, I guess, because that was like the whole thing. First game to ever give me a headache. Looking no. at Oh no. Looking at Madden in HD gave me a headache for like the first three times I played it. I was like, what is wow. happening to my body? And after that been good, but that, that switch over was like my eyes literally hurt. It was weird. So yeah, congratulations. Even saying it, it's like my mouth is rejecting <laughs> the words weird. I'm about to say. Cock feels so natural, but saying congratulations to me is just like, I, I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> congratulations, Chad. I, I'm still a little bit suspect about your victory here. I think there was some shenanigans that I happened behind the scenes. I should be award rewarded even more, maybe like three retroactive wins just for having to <laughs> okay. like the adversity Chad, that I just went through there Chad, to not only relax. come out on top, but in the face of what's happening to my mother, apparently via that text message from Adam, <laughs> like that's, that's an achievement. Uh, some other highlights from the list uh, in the 11 to 20 spot uh, at the number 11 spot is uh, my favorite game of all time, Pokemon Emerald hanging oh. in there mm. wow um, surprise i didn't that must have come out like late in the year that it didn't crack the top 10 it was like no end yeah, of november or something I, I also think you know the the like third like entry like the special edition oh, entries right. yeah, in the yeah, pokemon yeah. series also don't necessarily do as well um at the number 17 slot you have call of duty 2 and at the number 14 slot you have call of duty 2 big red one the latter mm. being the console exclusive like side story game to the original call of duty 2 if you don't shoot uh, big red then fuck you <laughs> well because call of duty big red one was the last gen console version right call of duty 2 was pc and new gen so 360 oh. yeah so not not quite in the top 10 yet but getting there clearly you can see that a, a narrative is beginning to form of you know i'm really shocked I'm very shocked that Call of Duty 2 wasn't... Well, I guess at the time, it was a new console, and people... There wasn't enough to new consoles to push it above fucking Revenge of the Sith. But yeah, <laughs> I remember Call of Duty 2 being like a system seller. People were like, oh, shit, this Call of Duty thing is cool. And then they little did they know it would go on for the next 30 years. <laughs> and uh, at the number 16th slot, Resident Evil 4. There's Which yeah, it was only on GameCube, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like oh, Obviously, a beloved right. game... And, you know, 16th, I mean, it's still charted, but yeah, it being yeah. a GameCube exclusive at the time probably clipped its, like, ceiling for success. That's why I was like, when you said whatever the racing game was from Rockstar, when you were like, fourth in the... I was like, four? We haven't had Resident Evil. We're getting to the end of that GameCube generation. It's got to be here somewhere. But yeah. I guess that wasn't it. All right. And with that, I will join the two of you two weeks from now with TMI with NPD for the year. 2006 Hot. uh that thank you cozy for tmi with npd again that brings us to the end of game on game show and the end of our episode this week episode 329 of respawn aim fire couple things happening right now um we three have to figure out when we're going to record our barf episode for little pope no hope mm. um the dark pictures anthology which is our barf game for this month uh, so we'll have that coming out shortly for you here uh, in the next week or two, maybe. We also have three polls going up over the next 10 days or so. The first one is up right now, if you are listening to this on demand. Uh, Patreon.com slash Respawning Fires, where you can go to vote on what games you want us to finish before Goatee Conversations. So usually every single year, our barf 
backlog accomplishment of the Reese Friends, our poll turns into a, hey, we got to come up with goatees soon. What do you want us to play in November and December in order to be educated enough around Game of the Year discussion? So my poll for me is up right now. It is between, what did I choose? Liza PP. Uh, what do you want me to finish basically before the end of the year? Liza PP, Jedi Survivor, um, Alan Wake 2, or Hi-Fi Rush. So go vote on that. There's also a Twitter ver version of the poll that's up right now for the next two days. You can go and do that as well. But remember, only the top winner of the Twitter poll contributes one vote to the Patreon poll. So uh, much higher weight over on patreon.com. So go do that. Alex's poll will be coming out later this week. Adam's poll will be coming out at the beginning of next week. And then we will have all three of our polls done by the end of next week. And we'll know what the three of us are playing in consideration for our Pody Goaties. Yeah. So basically pay close attention to Patreon and Twitter because yep. there'll be different polls going up only like three days apart from each other to vote. So get on that. Also, if you are a patron... And maybe you're one of those patrons that just supports us and maybe like ignores all the emails and posts and things like that. Check your email later this week. Be on the lookout for an email uh, for a little a little holiday holiday treat. That's all I'll say. Mm. Just keep an eye on your, if you're a person that doesn't normally look at your Patreon stuff from Responding Fire, just keep an eye on your email this week. Uh, you don't want to miss it. While you're there, you can get cool shit like our next versions of our RAF game show. So every single month we record a new game show. This month we recorded a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style game called Locked and Loaded, where oh yeah, we're getting locked and dropping loads or whatever you said. Um, yeah, well, exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> I don't remember that. So Locked and Loaded, yeah, again, Cozy created this amazing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style game show. We have two guests come on the show to be on Teams with us. Uh, and so that is dropping for patrons this week as well. So you get to have early access to that for a month. I know that I have said this a lot over the course of doing these game show-like sessions with you guys, but this might be one of the favorite ones I've done so far. I feel like the production values, the quality of the questions, the quality of the antics that ensued as you guys were trying to figure them out were all top-notch. So definitely, definitely check that out. Yeah, That dissolve effect, so oh fucking God, good. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four hours, uh, but it was worth it. If you're one of those people who listens to us and doesn't support us on Patreon, you get last month's version on the 1st of November, which will be on Wednesday this week. So uh, that is the comedy button one? Or is that? No. What did we yes. do? Yes. Okay. It is the Anthony Gagos and Ryan Scott and Jerrica Hanna episode. <laughs> if you're wondering why I'm mispronouncing your name, it's not because I'm an idiot. It's because there's an actual canonical reason within the episode. And you'll have to watch it to find out what that canonical reason is. It's true. Unrelated, Ohana means family. It does. Learn that Good from movie. Lilo and Stitch. Good fucking movie. So that's a lot of shit coming your way. Just stay over, stay, stay, keep your eyes on patreon.com slash fire and over on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's it. That's a lot of shit. Big episode. Good stuff. Papa John's. Alex, where can folks find you and your crazy antics? You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Adam. Nice. Venom. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venom from, uh, what is that, Spider-Man 2? PS1 Venom. On, yes. 
No, Spider-Man 1 on the PS... Uh, Thread oh, of Spider-Man Spider game. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Thread of Spider-Man PS1. PS1 Venom being the funniest character ever. I haven't clicked through it yet, but at the, the thumbnail got me. It's pretty funny. Yeah, very good, very good. Is that the... What is that? Something Carnage, Rise of Carnage or something like that? No, it was just called Spider-Man. Um, is on PS1, made by Neversoft? Yeah, was that's that the Neversoft. Yeah, yeah. There was like a sequel... A sequel around Carnage as well. I can't remember, but I played on Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Good shit. Good shit. There we go. Anyway, uh, that's it, everyone. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. Cock. <laughs>